As promised, when I took the reins last month, the QDT team has been busy creating a brand new name and artwork for the Get It Done Guy podcast. Welcome to Modern Mentor. I hope you'll come to see me as just that, a trusted advisor who will help you design and achieve for yourself the professional experience you strive for. We'll cover it all, how to communicate like a pro, build your personal brand, and how to ask for what you want, and so much more. And of course, I'll keep sharing great tips to help you stay productive and reach your goals at work. And with that, let's get on with this week's episode, the first one under the new Modern Mentor umbrella. Set boundaries at work with the awesome powers of no. When my first daughter was born, I considered naming her Nola. But as my sage and handsome husband pointed out, her nickname was going to end up being No. And that seemed like cruel and unusual punishment. No one likes the sound of a no. We all know by now that setting clear boundaries at work, in other words, saying no, is key to our wellness and self-preservation. But still, it's hard to resist the urge to be a hero. You want to be the one your boss can count on. And that means saying yes to everything. But what if I told you that saying yes to everything was the lazy person's path? and that a regular and strategic no is the way to maximize the value you deliver. Would you buy it? Truth is, your company invested in you. It decided at some point that something important needed to be done. So it set aside a salary, produced a job description, found, met, and onboarded you. That's a lot of dollars invested. Your job, in turn, is to maximize their return on that investment. And the way to do this is to stick to your purpose, to focus on what you were uniquely hired to do. Having clarity of purpose and the discipline to stay on track is the hardest work of all. Now, I live in the real world. Sometimes there's an emergency. Something's on fire and you need to jump in and help put it out. Or sometimes we need to earn a few points with someone who's asked us a favor. Or maybe what's being asked of us is something we can deliver in literally minutes. Or the request is a challenge we've been dying to get our hands on. In these scenarios, use your judgment. Sometimes letting a yes take us off purpose is the right thing to do. But this should be the exception and not the rule. Today I'm talking about the moments in which we know that saying yes takes us away from the work that should be commanding our focus and attention. And yet saying no feels straight up icky. So how do we manage the no without being the workplace jerk? The answer is with grace. There's a whole spectrum of responses that lie between yes and no. So let's dive into the subtlety, otherwise known as the art of saying no without using the word no. Let's walk through a few scenarios we've likely all encountered. We'll identify a response that both respects your boundaries and keeps you in the zone of heroics. Scenario number one, it's not your responsibility. Someone's asked you to do something that simply isn't yours to do. Now, you may be flattered that they see you as capable, but you know your time would be better invested elsewhere. Instead of saying either, yes, I'd love to, or nope, that ain't my job, try something like this. It sounds important, and I'd love to be able to take that on, but my focus right now is on driving X, and our customers are really relying on X right now. In this approach, you've communicated something much more sophisticated than, nope. 
you've demonstrated that your attention and focus are rightfully invested in something very different and that a yes to this request has consequences that may impact the customers. In other words, your no is a way of doing the right thing for the company. Scenario number two. This sounds really difficult. Someone's asking you to take on a project that frankly isn't in your wheelhouse. Maybe you're a Google Slides whiz, yet it's an exercise in sheets that's being asked of you. Instead of having to out your feelings of incompetence or insecurity with a no, what if you said something like, I'm guessing you'd like this done quickly. If I'm honest, I'm not the most efficient when it comes to spreadsheets. You know, Michael can do in minutes what takes me hours. Why don't we go ask him if he can help out? By taking this approach, you've accomplished three important things. One, you've acknowledged their urgency. Two, you've identified someone specific your coworker might turn to instead, but without obligating him. And three, you've offered to make the connection, which leaves the requester feeling considered and cared for, not rejected. Well done. Scenario number three, that sounds like a lot of work. You're being asked to take on something cumbersome. Maybe your boss wants you to develop and maintain an elaborate weekly dashboard to track the results of a sales or marketing campaign. And it would take you days to create exactly what she's asked for. Your response starts with recognizing that your time is a company asset. Let her know exactly how much of your time and attention this task would require and what might not get done as a consequence. Then ask her if she'd be open to exploring some more efficient ways of getting to the same or a similar result. Pose some questions to understand exactly what she needs. Is every data point she's requesting essential? Is weekly a necessary cadence? Is she feeling uninformed or concerned? By better understanding what your boss needs to achieve, you might be able to recommend a much simpler solution to the problem. Perhaps a weekly email, not a dashboard, might do the trick. Or maybe she only really needs four data points and not 12. Or maybe biweekly reporting is sufficient. By asking probing questions, you may be able to both protect the investment of your time and energy while also delivering real value. And scenario four, you don't have the capacity required. Sometimes you're asked to do something you can't manage end to end. There may be a way to add value without taking the weight of the entire project on your shoulders. Let's say someone from corporate communications wants to post an article on the company intranet about a project you delivered. Your communications colleague has asked you to write the piece. Writing isn't your greatest gift and your time is tight at the moment. Instead of saying no, Try asking your communications colleague what they would be able to contribute to the effort. Maybe a collaboration is in order. You might produce an outline that your colleague could turn into an article. Or maybe she could interview you and then she could write the piece, which you would be happy to fact check. Find out how much your colleague is willing to invest. Sometimes saying yes to 50% is better than a yes or a no to 100%. Now we've covered a handful of strategies designed to protect both your boundaries and your reputation at work, which leaves us with another burning and critical question. What will you do with all that excess time and energy? I'm Rachel Cook, your modern mentor. An important part of being a mentor is asking questions. So allow me to ask, what do you want to hear more about from me? I've got experience and opinions far and wide 
So please don't be shy. Get my tips sent straight to your inbox by signing up for my newsletter at quickanddirtytips.com or check out my website at leadabovenoise.com. Join me next week for a can't-miss interview with one of my personal heroes, retired Navy SEAL Jocko Willink. He's got some amazing advice for you and for my two daughters who follow him on Insta about taking extreme ownership for your success and making great things happen. Thanks so much for listening and have a successful week.